pound it down, load it up and truck it. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? Are we got a long way to go and a short time to get there? Welcome back to another episode of Smoky College Football Picks with the Bandit. I'm here as always with the Bandit, whose real name will hopefully remain nameless this week. How you yeah, doing this week, Bandit? I'm good. I'm good. You know, our picks weren't great, but yeah, I'm gonna, I'm maintaining my anonymity. That's a that's a tough word to say, but you know, we're we're gonna bounce back. This week in college football is really exciting. We've got some, you know, pretty much top to bottom good games all the way around. Last week was kind of cupcake. Last Saturday. week was an upset special. It was a bizarre Saturday. Colorado losing to Air Force. I mean, it was. If we learned anything from college football last week, it's that we didn't learn anything. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough when there's teams that like we hadn't seen. So we had no idea that Temple was going to play Maryland that tough. We hadn't seen Temple. We hadn't talked about them on the podcast. We had we didn't know about Air Force. Um, we really weren't sure what was going to go on with BYU. There's just a couple of games, and frankly, we got screwed by the infamous gambling uh, uh, nemesis and Thorn, which is the half point. So we lost three games based on a half point, but that's why that's why they're there. Yeah, and I'll tell you, Josh Jackson at Maryland, our guy from Dawson Creek, boy, he came down to earth pretty fast. Absolutely, absolutely. And Temple looks like pretty good, but the Temple always plays Maryland tight, um, and. You know, that's that's a game that we, we maybe could have thought of a little bit better. Of. But, yeah, losing both Florida teams, Florida and Florida State, um, by a half a point, although Florida's cover would have been kind of stupid. That, that, that young man should have taken a knee, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, there were some bizarre calls. I'll tell you what, I don't like the way I'm trending in fantasy. I, week one, five and oh. Week two, four and one. Week three, three and two. <laughs> okay, well – well, we said last week that the biggest matchup was Smokey versus the Bandit in college fantasy, and I know that you didn't want me to bring it up, but I spanked you pretty good there. I think, I think you I'm had gonna... a guy I never even heard of put up thirty points. I guarantee he will not put up thirty points combined the rest of the season. Hey, you know what? You killed it. He, he is my um, my sleeper. Um, we'll get to. I'll, I'll just go ahead and tell everybody we've got him on the podcast. When we get to the game, um, West Virginia versus Kansas, I'm going to give the audience. I'm teasing it a little bit right now. There's there's a sleeper wide receiver right there if you're playing college fantasy. Um, but let's go ahead and get right into the games. We're going to start with a game which I believe is uh, – we're recording this, and it's going out on Thursday. I know it's a night game. I don't know whether it's a Thursday or Friday night game. Um, it's Utah at Southern Cal. Utah a four-point favorite. Um, who do you like in this one? Well, I'll tell you what. Slovius, or whatever his name is for USC, man, this guy – if he likes anything, it's turning the football over. I think Utah's defense is pretty stout. They're going to hand Zach Moss the rock. Hopefully throw it to my tight end there a few times uh, for Utah. I'm taking Utah to cover this spread. On the yeah, I, I, I agree with you on this one. You know, I, I've been uh, on the Zach Moss train since last year. He was one of my standout players in fantasy. He's again one of my standout players this year. I think I got him somewhere around the fourth or fifth round, which is which is pretty no, nice. No, you got him in the third round because I was looking at him and he got him before I did. <laughs> okay, well that that's the old that's the old gambler memory, right? Where we always remember, oh yeah, I got that guy in like the sixth round, and you're like, no, actually you got him in the third. Um, but I, I did I, I had him kind of somebody that was circled that was really really a solid running back. He's going to be you know a, a guy that I think is going to make a little bit of noise in the draft. 
Um, I like Utah as well. That's a Friday night game. So that's, uh, that's going to be tomorrow night. Um, and you know, should be, there's no football on. There's a pro game tonight, um, that I was contemplating gambling on, but I couldn't figure it out. Um, what do you think about that game? I'm just going to throw it out there. We got Tennessee Titans and Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Tennessee's a one and a half point favorite. Who do you like? I think uh, Thursday night football will continue its trend of just spectacularly awful, boring football games. <laughs> he's not taking. He's not taking. There's no as to, to use the old line. It doesn't matter who wins because they're all losers. Who do you play in uh, your flex? Leonard Fournette or Sony Michelle in a PPR league? Ooh, um, I think Fournette's gonna have a big game tonight. I hope I so. I, I'm playing Fournette. I went with Fournette. Yeah, I don't have anybody in that game except I think we're rolling out Jacksonville defense in the one league where we are co-managers really you want to play them over baltimore against that horrible pat mahomes kansas city chiefs <laughs> yeah those are our two options ladies and gentlemen so yeah we are going to roll out jacksonville uh tonight and you know typically thursday night football is just low scoring um little tip i mean i think that the under might be a good tennessee jacksonville would be low scoring even if it was on a sunday <laughs> i think the under is like the over under in that game is like 31 or something like that it's really really low um it, it might be 37 now that i'm thinking about it but it's it's in the 30s uh but still could this this could easily be a 10-7 game yeah um so anyway but this was the college podcast. I just completely took a little detour. You derailed us one game in. <laughs> I know we're one game in, but let's go. Let's get back into it because the Saturday slate of college football games, it's just one after another after another, because now we've got some real division and conference rivals going up against each other. One game after another, there's no more of this cupcake matchup. They're all, they're, they're all really good games. We're going to start off with, you know, Michigan state at Northwestern. Michigan State, a nine-point favorite. What do you think about this one? Yeah, um, the question for me is uh, with Northwestern, Isaiah Bowser. Is he, he's got a questionable tag. He played in week one. He didn't play. I think they had a bye in week two or three, uh, but he didn't play their other game. Uh, Michigan State's got some interesting players fantasy-wise. I, I liked Isaiah Bowser before the start of the season, but without him, Northwestern just doesn't look very good. I'm taking Michigan State to cover the spread. Yeah, I've, I, I think this is going to be a close game. Um, this is two kind of really struggling offenses in, in, in my mind. I mean, Michigan State wound up losing to um, – what is it, Herm Edwards that's now, that's now running Arizona State over there? Um I've, I think that's a 10-7 game, and, I mean, I, I had uh, White, who is the, the wide receiver at Michigan State. He's supposed to be pretty decent, but he's been kind of disappointing. I think I wound up cutting him, frankly. Um, I haven't been really on this. I mean, I know that everyone in East Lansing is absolutely roasting this offense. It's just it's just what anemic everyone's getting in, in Spartanville is, uh, is, is really – getting angry um, about this offense. I think the struggles continue and that this might be just be like a 13 to 10 game. So I like Northwestern. Yeah. That. So uh, it's going to be interesting. There we go uh, against each other, but uh, yeah, it's a snooze fest this game. Yeah. Yeah. You like, you like Michigan state, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So then we're going to stay in the big 10 here. We've got Michigan at Wisconsin. We got uh, uh, your favorite running back over there at Wisconsin, uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Um, and we've got Michigan coming in uh, as a three and a half point dog. Uh, who do you like? 
Yeah, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Michigan's defense has been a big letdown this season. They they, they almost lost the Army at home. I'm going to lock this up and take Wisconsin to run all over Michigan. Oh my gosh! I swore on the on the on the podcast that I was going to go against you on your locks because you were in very. I think you've hit one the entire year, and you cheated in that week. The key, two. if I lock up a game and love it, is to bet against me, people. Okay, but I also said that I wasn't going to. Uh, I wasn't going to switch my picks. So, God, uh, dog it. Um, I, I got to go with you here because I do think Jonathan Taylor is going to run all over them, and I, I think Michigan. You know. It, I mean, they, they, yes, they, they basically had to go to overtime and, and almost lost to Army. So, I mean, I, I think that this game's going to be pretty straightforward, and I think Michigan, uh, I think Michigan's going to going to lose this one. This might be two touchdowns. This might get out of hand, frankly. Um, I like Wisconsin as well to cover the three and a half. Um, all right, so we, we hinted at this earlier in the show. We've got the Florida Gators coming off kind of a a by the by the skin of their teeth by by their fingernails win over Kentucky at home against Tennessee uh the Gators are a 14 point favorite who do you like yeah this scares me because I heard that uh we're gonna play two quarterbacks and as we've established when you play two quarterbacks you have zero quarterbacks but Kyle Tracks look good leading us back against Kentucky I don't know much about Emory Jones. The key to me is I, I like the vertical passing game of Kyle Tracks getting the ball down the field to Van Jefferson. If we can't cover 14 against Tennessee, it's going to be a long season. Our defense looks like trash so far. They give up way too many big plays, but Tennessee is just horrific. And uh, anyway, they could be the worst team we play this season besides the Division II teams. I'm taking yeah. Florida to cover the spread. I think that two quarterback nonsense is just just to try to keep Tennessee off balance and and have to prep for Emory Jones uh, to be the running uh, uh, quarterback although Trask can really move pretty well I don't know if his ankles hurt did you hear about this thing with Cash Daniel who's the linebacker at Kentucky no okay so Trask had um, a two on a two-point conversion uh, in the Kentucky game Um, one of the failed two-point conversions he had kept it and he was at the bottom of the pile and um, he got up in Cash Daniel, who is the uh, heralded linebacker for Kentucky, got up in his face and was jawing at him. And everybody was trying to figure out why. And someone had, had said that, that Daniel had twisted Trask's his ankle, like, on the pile, right? Like, so he had pretended like he was getting up and he twisted his ankle on the way coming up. And Cash Daniel, like, you know, basically said, no, I didn't do it. I was trying to get my arm out from underneath the pile. Well, they had a second angle on the on on the uh play and clearly daniel is like grabbing and twisting trash traska's ankle as he's trying to get up so yeah cash daniel dirty player a lot of uh a lot of uh different fans are, are calling for him to be suspended or something like that i don't know if they could do that even in college but i don't know i don't know if that if that injury affected trask at all maybe that's why we're seeing emory jones but i i figure that florida can't cover 14. i mean tennessee almost lost i mean they, they did lose to Georgia State badly. They lost to BYU, a team that I don't and those were at home. good. Yeah, I know, and, and at home, and then on the road in the swamp, they're going to make it close. I, I just, I, I got to think Florida is going to cover the fourteen here. Although I do think the point spread's about right. I mean, I was thinking, I was thinking three, 13 and a half to fourteen and a half here, and it would be a tough call. Um, but I think, I think Florida should be able to win this by three touchdowns. Um, anything else on that one? You think? Anybody for Tennessee is going to do anything in this game? 
I can't name one player on the Tennessee. Oh, uh, the running back. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Chandler. Chandler. Chandler yeah. Bing. Chandler Bing. Chandler Bing. That, that, that's the other thing, though, is like normally Tennessee, you can Ty name Chandler. a player. Yeah. You, you can name like a, a Josh Dobbs. You can name like a Alvin Kamara. You can name like a, you know, one. They, they typically have some player that you have to watch out for on either side of the ball. They have nobody right now. Ty Chandler, over under 50 yards rushing against the Gators. Um, I'm going to say under because anytime uh, I, I can't imagine, I think they're going to get behind in this game. They're going to have to throw and they're going to, they're not going to stick to the run uh, in Gainesville. So I'm going to say under 50 for Ty Chandler. Um, nah, who's I'll the one guy I'm... evidently that we know on yes. Tennessee. I can't name their quarterback. Can you? I, I cannot, I cannot, I can, uh, I can think about it hard, but it's not worth me knowing right now because Tennessee sucks. So <laughs> that's pretty much it. Okay. A team that doesn't suck. And who has, you know, Joe Burrow, Heisman Trophy possible candidate who, who, here. Who, who predicted him a Heisman Trophy? Uh, let me try that in English. Who predicted him a Heisman Trophy candidate on the very first episode of the season? Uh, uh, I, think, I think Smokey. I think Smokey did. Smokey's been on the Joe Burrow bus for, for a while. And LSU goes and Joe Burrow go to Vandy. Uh, and Vanderbilt is a... Uh, at home, a 24 and a half point dog. So that's a lot of points. It's a lot of points for LSU. What what are, what are you thinking on this one? It was interesting because I think I had Khalil Lipscone as my number nine wide receiver heading into the year. He hasn't done anything yet this season. In fact, I actually picked him up. Somebody cut him in our league and I picked him up. So, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So uh, my team needs a lot of help because. I lost one of my favorite players, which we'll get to later. Keyshawn Vaughn has not done anything. I don't think this is the week he gets going. I don't think this is the week I'm debating, even if I want to play Lipscone. The only good thing is Vandy's going to have to pass an awful lot, so maybe he gets some garbage time points. I guess that's what i got to hope for if I play him. I think uh, LSU, with their swarming defense, as long as they don't give up too many points in garbage time, I think they cover the 24.5-point spread. Yeah, I just I just feel like in the SEC, like anytime you have a matchup like this and it's a road and, it, and it's kind of like a trap game. I'm not saying LSU is going to lose this game. I don't think that that's going to happen at all. But I, I like Vanderbilt and the points. And, and just the reason for that is I just think it's too many points at home for an LSU team that I think would, would, would probably be looking past Vanderbilt. It's not exactly a big game. Um, there might not be that many fans at this game, period. Um, but did you hear about your favorite guy, Colin Coward, and his interview with Urban Meyer regarding Joe Burrow? Did you hear about this? No. Okay, so just to set this up, Colin Coward on his show has Urban Meyer, you know, in the in the booth, so to speak. He has him there live, and they're talking about how great Joe Burrow is. So at first you think that he's, he's just screwing around with Urban Meyer, and he says, so uh, you know anything about this kid, Joe Burrow? As, as we all know, Joe Burrow was a transfer from Ohio State, right? He, he played three years at Ohio State before he transferred last year. That was like the biggest story, one of the biggest stories in college football. And Coward had no idea. Like, he didn't even know that Joe Burrow had played at Ohio State. And then Urban Meyer said, yeah, he, he, I, I knew Burrow. I knew his dad. He's a good family, that sort of thing. He said, how'd you let him get out of the state of Ohio? He's like, I didn't let him get him out of the state of Ohio. He actually played for me at Ohio State. Coward just looked like a freaking idiot, which he is. Um, I don't know how you can talk about college football. I mean, so we make mistakes on the show and things like that, but just not knowing. We're not paid professionals. <laughs> exactly. And it's not our full-time gig. I mean, I mean that, that, but we know a hell of a lot more than Colin Coward does evidently about college football. Um, but 
I just couldn't believe that complete oversight by him. I, he just needs to not say anything about my favorite was Skip Bayless years ago when he was talking about remembering, recalling, watching football or listening, watching football, uh, the Cowboys, the weekend after the Kennedy assassination. And then it ends up somebody researched it. No football games were aired on television because of what was going on in the country. Yet Skip Bayless had a great memory about watching the game to keep his mind off of the Kennedy assassination. Yeah, that's so dumb. Like, somebody can't, like, fact-check you or can't check that out. Oh, oh, by the way, you know, it's like, yeah, they didn't play any football the weekend after, so you didn't see – I mean – No, they did play football. It just wasn't aired on television. Oh, I see. I see. And he didn't say that he was at the game. He said no, he, he said he watching it on television to keep his mind off of what was going on in the country or something. Oh, that's that, that's just that's just inexcusable. But but we digress. I mean, the, the other professionals may make mistakes, but 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 Smokey and the Bandit, we try to keep it real. Why don't you tell everybody about our, our Twitter handle and uh, email account? Yeah, you can see me angrily tweeting on Saturday, probably about my underperforming players at Smoky Bandit CFB on the Twitter, or you can email us in and let us know what you're thinking at Smoky and the Bandit CFB at Yahoo.com. All right, awesome, awesome. So we're we're about halfway through the podcast. We got we got the rest of the games here. Um, got a couple of games, and then it really heats up here towards the end. So we've got Washington, a team that I haven't seen a lot of, but I hear is very good at BYU. Washington's a seven-point favorite. Who do you, or I'm sorry, they're a seven-point favorite. Who do you like? Yeah, I'm a Jacob Eason guy. This guy's looked good. Um, is, is he Eason from the Patriots kid? I don't know. I haven't seen anything about that. So I'm like, it was He's funny. because Georgia, isn't he? I was in Florida uh, watching and the Giants. My dad had the Giants on the MLB network. And Yastrzemski, Mike Yastrzemski was up. And my dad asked me if... Uh, that was Carl Yastrzemski's kid. And I was like, I don't know. And then I just found out it's actually his grandkid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Tony Eason's kid. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, I just, I I had to look this up. I'm, I've got quick fingers here. and uh, So maybe yeah. the Patriots can uh, draft him over Dan Marino Jr. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'd be pretty funny. So, um, so. You know, you, you, I, so I, you like Washington and the seven points. Um, we've watched a little bit of BYU. They're, they're, they're kind of underwhelming. I'm not really impressed. They, I wasn't impressed with their game against Utah. They should have lost against Tennessee. They, but they, they pulled out that game. Kudos to them. I think Washington comes to town and, and actually puts it on them. Um, I need them I, I to like, give the rock to Salvin Ahmed, who I've been a bunch of my leagues. He has been underwhelming. They seem to spread the ball out a little too much in run. I like I like Washington so much in this game that I'm gonna make it my lock. I'm gonna make Washington my lock. I'm gonna lock it up. I don't think there's any way BYU hangs with them in this game. I think Jacob Eason, you know, throws for probably like you know 360, 360 plus yards, and um, I think this is gonna be a big game for them. So yeah, I like Washington to kind of step out. They've been kind of quiet and um, kind of ba- basically put the stamp down on on what will be at least a game that 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 will get a little bit more television. Um, all right, so going on, we've got some divisional rivals here coming down the show. We've got Auburn, or I shouldn't say division, I say conference rivals. That's probably better. Auburn at Texas A&M, although it's both SEC West teams. Auburn is a three-and-a-half-point dog. I was a little surprised by this line. Um, who do you like? I'm not surprised by it. Auburn, their defense has been a big disappointment. Texas A&M's offense, they didn't do anything against Clemson, but other than that, they've looked Pretty damn good. 
Of course, I'm mourning Jashan Coborn. Cor- try that again. Jashan Corbin. Coborn. Corbin. 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 Man. Corbin. Yeah, Jashan Corbin. Uh, I had him in a bunch of leagues. Luckily, in most of my leagues, I was able to pick up next man up. Isaiah Spiller, as he ran pretty good last week. Uh, I think Texas A&M, uh, I think they might win this game outright. So, uh, yeah, I'm taking A&M here. Yeah, I'm going to take Auburn here. Um, I still think, you know, you've probably watched a little bit more of Auburn. Uh, so you, you probably Bo understand Nicks the suspect. Is Bo Nix is not great. <laughs> Bo Nix is, is, is not that great. I think he's got the clutch gene, obviously. Um, you know, his, his dad is Patrick Nix who, who, who played at Auburn as well. And, you know, I think that what, what we've got to look at here is just the fact that, I mean, I'm just not sold on Texas A&M. I feel like they really just got destroyed by Clemson. I just did, I mean, Clemson just may be that great that nobody's going to get close to them, but I, I, I did, I wasn't, I thought Texas A&M was going to make that game a lot closer than they really did. Um, so I like Auburn here and Auburn's at least. You know, they've kind of played the battle-tested game against Oregon, who we'll talk about in a couple games, um, who, who I think highly of. So I like the team that's, you know, that's already won the battle-tested as opposed to the one that, that got embarrassed in the, in the national game. Um, all right, so going on, we've got the ACC. We got a team. Uh, I, I saw the funniest thing with regard to um, one of these teams' coaches. I was getting ready to tell it the Spurrier line. Okay, well, you can tell the Spurrier line. I'll tell the other one. But this is Louisville at Florida State. Florida State, six-and-a-half-point favorite. And, yes, we're talking about Willie Taggart. So you tell your story. I'll tell mine. Supposedly, uh, a Gator uh, got an autograph from Spurrier, and she mentioned to Spurrier that her dad went to Florida State. I, Spur- I, think, I, think, I, think he's, I think he's part of the Athletic Association or something. And Spurrier said uh, – uh, you dad, uh, you, they, they got a great coach there at Willie Taggart. They should lock him up to a 10 year deal. <laughs> that is vintage Spurrier. I love I love Spurrier trolling on that. He, he's n- never changed Steve Spurrier. Um, the one that I heard was uh, it spelled Willie one W two L's. <laughs> That's great. That's a great <laughs> which line. is, which is the best, which is exactly where they're at right now. One and two. Um, I got to tell you, I like Florida state in this game. Cause I think Louisville is just trash. Um, and I think Florida State at home eventually will get it. Louisville plays no defense, so the one read, um, the one read from James Blackman is not going to influence anything. They're going to be able to get going with Cam Akers. I, I, I think it's going it, to, it's going to be a Florida State blowout. Yeah, I, I, I'm, you can ask me who I'm taking. Yeah, well, yeah, of course, of course. That, um, that's your cue to go, buddy. Oh, okay. I'm taking Florida State as well. I know n- n- nothing about Louisville. I think they have. But- couple of decent wide receivers, but uh, I am uh, taking uh, Florida State to cover this game. All right, so we got four more games. This is the uh, this is a game that I put in just so I could rub uh, my sleeper uh, in your face a little bit because he made the difference in our matchup. 30 points out of him. Kansas wide receiver. Um, West Virginia at Kansas. West Virginia is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Who do you like? I think Kansas keeps it away from your wide receiver. They've got a dual-headed uh, running attack with uh, Pookie Williams Jr. and uh, Khalil Herbert uh, here. So I think Kansas is going to win this game. West Virginia's trash, although they look better against who they who, who they beat last week. Were they playing uh, Maryland? What they, West no, Virginia? no, no. West Virginia last week won um, their their matchup. Let me. I'm trying to think of who they played real quick. 
Yeah, so I mean, uh, I, I think Kansas, you know, they keep running the ball. Um, you know, they've got, uh, I forget who's coaching Kansas, but uh, I think they've got somebody decent in there now. And uh, they're, you know, they're not a great team, but uh, they're on the uptake. And, and West Virginia, West Virginia is just terrible. Yeah, I mean, West Virginia, and I just remembered it. The um, uh, We've had so much non-conference stuff, it's hard to remember who's played who. They played NC State at home. So NC State is is, is not very good, but West Virginia got its offense. They're not terrible, though, NC State. Um, they're not terrible. So that that, that kind of indicates why that, that, that recency bias. But, I mean, Kansas went into, I think, Boston College and just completely ran up the score on them. They have a wide receiver named Andrew Parchment who, if he's available, if you're playing uh, college fantasy, he's out there, definitely pick him up. Um, the guy's for real. He's had he's had uh, two huge games, and he's a volume kind of guy. So he's he's a guy that you can basically pencil in for like eight catches for, you know, typically 90 yards at least. So that's, that, that's good. I mean, maybe if they play a tougher defense, but, you know, Big 12, typically they don't play defense, so that's good. So anyway, I like Kansas as well. I like them to actually win this game outright. So um, I like them getting the four and a half points. So I agree with you there. Um, Kansas for the win. Um, all right, three more games. We're going to go out to the Pac-12. Looking live at Oregon at Stanford. Oregon is a ten and a half point favorite. Uh what do you think in this one? Too many points? What, I what believe I called UCF crushing uh, Stanford last week, which they did. Oh, yeah. I mean, we both agreed on that one. We yeah. both thought that UCF was going to cover the nine against Stanford at home. Now, this is Stanford, you know, not away across the country in Florida, but, you know, home home turf in Northern California. Um, what do you think? You still like Oregon? They got K.J. Costello back. He looked awful last week. Uh, yeah, it was across the country. They've got a good running back, and he, he's underperformed so far for Dell and for Oregon. I think he could get going here. Stanford's defense isn't what it used to be. I'll pick an Oregon to cover this spread. Yeah, I like Oregon to cover the spread, too. I mean, I think Justin Herbert is, um, you know, a little bit better than we thought. Last last year we, we watched him, and he was really not that impressive. I think he's going to be a little bit more impressive this year. I like his weapons at wide receiver. Um, I like Verdell. Um, I, I think it's going to be, you know, a high-scoring game for Oregon. And Stanford's offense is just horrible. I mean, it's just Costello is just horrible. I mean, he he's like, you know, he's he's Tommy DeVito bad right now. And, Ooh, and I'm saying that as a, as a guy who owns him in fantasy, Tommy DeVito. That's saying something exactly. I like Oregon to cover the ten and a half here. I like them. I like them by seventeen in this game. So I'm going to agree with you there. Almost was almost my lock, but then I jumped on Washington. Um, all right, a team that I know you love, and I'm not even going to. I'm going to predict that that you're going to take Oklahoma State in this game. But we oh, got yeah. Oklahoma State plus six, so they're getting six points at Texas. You love yourself, the Cowboys of Oklahoma State. I, do I even have to ask you who you're taking here? I just already said, oh yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so you like Oklahoma State, obviously. Yeah, I mean. Steven Sanders did not look good last week, but now that the BH90210 run has ended, he can solely focus on football and get it going. I think they stopped him from running as much. They didn't need him. He's going to do it with his legs and his arms. He's got my boy Hubba Bubba, uh, Shupa Hubbard there. Sam Ellinger, you know, he'll throw. This is going to be a 
offense, explosive game. Uh, I'll be listening in on this game. I can't wait for this game. But, wow. Uh, the question for me, though, Colin Johnson for Texas did not play last week. I thought my guy Feagles was going to have a good game, or Eagles, whatever that wide receiver for Texas is. I think he ended up with two catches for like eight yards. Texas didn't miss a beat last week without Colin Johnson. A&M's, or pardon me, Oklahoma State's defense is total trash. Uh, but I, I, I don't know how good Texas's defense is. Uh, LSU had a shootout with them. I think this is just a shootout. And I think, a, uh, pardon me, I keep wanting to say A&M. Oklahoma State has more firepower on the offensive side of the ball. So I'm going to take Oklahoma State to win this game. Okay, so I like Oklahoma State as well. As you know, on my fantasy team, Chuba Hubbard is is my MVP right now. Um, yeah, he's, 200 yards in the first half last week. Yeah, that, that'll do. That'll do. Um, so, you know, I, I really like Oklahoma State in this one as well. Uh, you know, I'm going to add in a surprise pick here. As those who don't know, um, Smokey and I, we, we make our picks before we come on the podcast. We don't know what each other's are picking. And although we, we sometimes come out on the same side, this is a surprise. This was not on the docket. What, what do you think was the uh, – what, what would you say is the over-under for this game? 74 and a half. Okay, you're very, very close. 73 is the over/under as of as of the day of, as of the time of the podcast. It's 73. What do you like, the over or the under? Over. Over. All right, we are both on the over in this game. I think that you know 73 is not even close to enough. I, I think it should be like 78, frankly, 80 almost. I, I could see these teams putting up you know easily a total of you know 12 touchdowns. Though, this could be I, the, the game of the year. Could be. Could be. It could be back and forth. I mean, I mean, it's going to have a lot of offense, uh, not a lot of defense. I, I'll be really surprised. Um, but we both like Oklahoma State. We both like the over. That might be a pretty good parlay. Hmm. I'll have to think about that. Uh, last game. Last game. And I saw this, and I'm like, wow. This is this is a replay, I believe, of the semifinal last year, right? Did did yeah, they did play last year. Yes, they did. I, I did they play in the semifinal though, Georgia and, and Notre Dame, or am I thinking Alabama Notre Dame? I don't know. Whoever Notre Dame played in the semifinal crushed them, though. I know that much. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So we've people got think the, Notre Dame should never be allowed in the uh, championship rounds ever again. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So we've got Notre Dame at Georgia, which is you know uh, an absolute surprise line. I mean, it's not a lot of respect for Notre Dame. Um, Fourteen and a half point dogs, uh, and that would mean Georgia's a fourteen and a half point favorite in this game. I mean. It's a lot of points, but who do you like? Yeah, well, you've got, uh, what's it, Javar Armstrong, the running back for Notre Dame, is out. Um, Ian Book has looked good, but they haven't played anybody. They also had a bye one week already. I don't trust Jake from State from, but (laughs) I don't really know that much about Notre Dame. I think DeAndre Swift should have a pretty good day. I'm going to take, and here it is, we thought we'd get through one show without it, but I flip-flopped on this game more often than a fat man in a waterbed, and I think I flopped and landed on Georgia. Right, right, right. Okay, so I, I've got Georgia as well here. They lost to Clemson in the semifinal and got trashed by Clemson last year in the college football semifinal. I think this game probably – I don't think a one-loss Notre Dame team could even get in the semifinal. I think this one ends their season. I think Georgia does it. I think Georgia does it big. I like Georgia as well. Um, Jake from State from having a big game. Um, 
and DeAndre Swift running the ball all over, all over Notre Dame. So that's, you know, that, that's another week in the books. We've got some really great games, um, you know, exciting time for college football. I'll give you the final word. What you got? Yeah, the, the highlights this week, I'm, I'm looking forward to enjoying hopefully a Florida uh, devastation of the volunteers. I can't wait to watch that Oklahoma State game, and uh, hopefully I'll actually get my lock. He's pounded down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? We've got a 